How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, baby. Hello, my love. Uh, we, today, we are going to talk about some sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. But before we do, um, because, well, we're not, oh, fuck, I already <laughs> fucked it up. There's water literally dripping out of my face. <laughs> oh my God, what a shitty start. Okay, so. Does so, this turn you on? No, fuck, it's, so, so I have this thing called uh, sinus rinse, and I use it for, for, <laughs> Uh, cystic fibrosis and I use it for embarrassing myself yeah. in public situations the whole idea it's like a neti pot except it's like you, instead of you you pour the water into your nose uh, gently <laughs> and it and it kind of dripples out of the other side dripples you, yeah dripple you know <laughs> you blast it through your nose with this like extreme force, force. <laughs> and it like 
it'll get trapped in these pockets of your sinuses and and Brady's, then you lean the wrong way and you're it's like sitting a faucet here, your nose just leaked out. like there's a fucking puddle on the I table know. one time oh my God. one time like the fedex guy or some delivery guy came to the door <laughs> <laughs> and i bent down to pull bigby back away from the door and i was keeping eye contact with him and as soon as i grabbed bigby this like faucet of water just poured out of my nose and i was like there's no way i can explain to this person <laughs> what why why that's happening oh god okay so we uh, this might sound a little weird uh we're not using our regular mics we're not in our regular recording studio uh Brady and i are in cougar ca- creep creep <laughs> <laughs> we're in a, a horror film called the cougar creep we got cast last week uh, Brady's um, the cougar and i'm the creep oh my god we're, we're at a campground called cougar creek yeah, um, the lady it, who runs it is quite the it, cougar. Is she is something else? <laughs> we should have her on the oh my show. Fuck. Anyway, she talks a mile a minute. Pretty sure she's busy here. But we're in this funny little campground. In this, you can probably hear kids running around screaming, and it's awesome. We're here for my little sister's wedding. We're we're in northern Alberta. Mm. We're really far north, really close to Jasper, like an hour away. That's right. Um, so beautiful campground. Mm-hmm. The wedding is uh, today. Mm-hmm. Says so you're getting married today. A couple hours. But last week, we celebrated our sixth wedding anniversary. Yeah. And where did we do it? Do it, Bridie. We did it in Prince Howard Island, on um, the beautiful island that I'm from. Um, which is where we also recorded this week's episode. That's right. Uh, we did our first live show from Upstreet Brewery. In Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. The city that took my virginity. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The city, I gave it. The city took your virginity. <laughs> you got fucked by the city. Like the whole city. Yeah, the whole city. Um, but, uh, and usually we don't do this. Uh, I, I don't love the idea of, of putting two live episodes up too close to one another. Yeah. We just did our, our live show from Halifax. Um, but it was such a special night because we literally did it the day before our wedding anniversary Mm -hmm. and why else was it special bridey because it was with my big sister the woman who's probably taught me the most of any other person on the planet about sex tara mclean uh famed canadian singer songwriter uh definitely the most famous guest we've ever had on the show for sure and shit got real sexy i mean um i I don't want to give too much away but if you were ever wondering how to give the perfect blowjob she nails Sweet it. Sweet Lord, your sister knows how to give that lesson. And she talks about what it's like to raise uh, daughters in the age of that. And in a sex-positive household, how do you teach your daughters to uh, respect and love sex without um, pushing it on them too soon or making them... Terry's, like, it, seriously, probably the coolest mom I've ever met in my life. Yeah, she's a cool mom. Yeah. Uh, uh, Penny from last week, uh, Stifler's Mom episode. Different kind of cool. Different kind of cool mom, but still cool mom. Still cool. (laughs) Definitely bodacious and babely. Yeah. Uh, So uh, we are going to throw it to that conversation. But one thing we didn't do in that conversation was hit a brain boner. Mm -hmm. So I figured uh, Bridie... You and I right now, uh, we could take a moment and hit a brain boner that that just recently came in, which is, it's a really good one. Um, And I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. So Me too. Comes in from a gentleman by the name of Max. 
Avid listener, love the show. Love the blog and the posts on Facebook and Instagram. Well, thanks, Max. Uh, you can follow us at Turn Me On Podcast <laughs> on both of those. The split, spit play conversation was hot. I wish I had some spit in my life. It- <laughs> God, Jeremy, fucking read, dude. You did. Okay, I wish I had some spit in my sex life. My partner is not into it. Here's my brain boner. I've been with the same female partner in a monogamous relationship for 13 years. Our sex life has waxed and waned over the years, and recently, it's pretty good. The challenge is that she has a fairly recent habit of premature ejaculation, for a lack of better description. During foreplay, and as her orgasm builds, it's all super hot, and she's super into dirty talk, hands on ma- and mouths everywhere, mild butt play, nipple clamps, magic wand, hot tub jet, horny goat weed lube. It's amazing. And her orgasms are often big and also amazing to experience. I love it. After she comes, she often is interested in penetration, and by this time, I'm wound up and ready. But she kind of loses interest, and she cools off fairly quickly. She gets uncomfortable, distracted, maybe kind of bored. Sometimes she orgasms again, but that's pretty rare. I often feel like my options are to keep going with a willing but not hot partner or to stop and try again later, which could be a few days or a week. I brought it up, and she only sort of sees this as an issue. She gets blinded by the building of the orgasm in the moment and doesn't want to wait for me. Sometimes in the orgasmic building moments, she'll say she'll come again or ask with lots of pleases and hot talk to let her come if I ask her to wait. I'll admit that it's not like I want to say no to the beautiful woman who wants to orgasm with my help. I'm a long-time boner. Oh, yeah, right, okay. I was like, what the fuck? I'm a long-time boner. I believe in always going for a second-place finish. For our whole relationship, I've controlled my orgasms to be after hers or at the same time. If this were me blowing my load and losing interest 10 minutes in, 80% of the time we'd have thousands of articles or or Q&As about the situation. But the fact that it's her and she gets the orgasm blindness is new to me and not a situation I've heard of. Our communication is good and logically it would seem like I could bring this up and she would see some of my point of view and we could work it out. But even when she does see it from my point of view after the fact, she forgets in the moment and doesn't want to lose the orgasmic momentum. Also, logically, it would seem like I could stop, start the foreplay over again, and engage her fully in arousal that's directed at her. But she's often not interested and wants me to finish. I guess logically, too, I could make sure I always come when she does, but often that's in the first 10 minutes, and I'm just getting warmed up. Thoughts or ideas are welcome. In the off chance you use this on your show, feel blah, 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 blah. Thanks, keep up the good work, go fuck yourselves and each other. Max Thrust. Um, super interesting. This is the first time I've ever heard of a female with a problem of um, premature ejaculation. Yeah, I don't know if it's. I mean, I. God, it I sucks come, to be a guy, hey. <laughs> I come pretty early, um, and I feel like <coughs> it is a little bit hard for me to control my orgasms as well, and I don't cool off that quickly. I don't find, and I do. I don't often come multiple times, but I do. Um, I do really enjoy still the the sensation of of penetration after coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you say she's recently 
this is a recent thing. Like, if there's anything I've learned about having sex with one partner over time, it's like it ebbs and it flows and it changes quite a lot. And I think it's really great when you can kind of step back and allow that that change and maybe things won't last forever. You said she said you said she didn't think um, it was that big of a problem. Um, I don't know. I I kind of wonder maybe if because I I don't know. Like, could you just could you ask for more you centered foreplay mm, and that's drag what I was that too. out? Mm-hmm. What about just denying her? What if maybe there's some hot play that's there and she's asking please, and you're you know you're fueling it and you're kind of giving it to her. So what if there's a little bit of restraint there? Yeah, I was gonna say you know one of the one of the exciting things about about a, a sort of like subdom relationship or even like subtle subdom relationship is that um, that oftentimes can like seep in and play a role where where you are you are the master of the orgasm right like the or, or the the dom is the one who calls the shot so it's like not allowing her to orgasm. But doing it in a very playful and sexy way. Something that works for her. <clears throat> That's right, right? So getting her warmed up and getting her, like, fuck drunk, as we've heard before. Um, and then and then I'm, I'm sure that, Max, you, you are in tune enough to know when she's pretty close to climaxing. And so pulling back, almost, almost creating that, uh, that, like, ruined orgasm experience. Um, but for the female... I feel like that, that for me, when I think about that, that, that sounds really fun. Like that sounds really fun to be on, on either end of that. Um, I love when someone tells me, no, like you can't come, Mm. you cannot come right now. You have to wait. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh God, like it just makes you, it gives you these, like these, these tangles that like make you want to just you know when you want something so bad but you can't have it and it just like puts this 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 like almost torturous grin on your face i love that i love mm. that feeling and then to flip the to flip it around and be the one that says no you can't orgasm right now um that's a, that's really fun too so if there's a way to kind of add that to to the foreplay yeah i ever heard i remember hearing something once that really um stuck with me which is like you, I mean, not, it seems counterintuitive or counter what you hear usually, but it's like, it's a, sometimes sex is a bit selfish and like you can pursue your own pleasure and prioritize your own pleasure. Um, in moments, I think there's something really animalistic about that. And yeah, maybe that, maybe you could tap into that. Well, uh, if what if, if anybody out there has heard of this or has experienced this and, and you have, uh, kind of conquered this issue, uh, reach out to us, write us. And we would love to read this out there so that, you know, put, put this out there so that Max has... Mr. Thrust. I mean, Mr. Thrust has some resources uh, that he can that he can look into and, and try to figure this out. Um, okay, let's fucking roll. Let's throw this to this week's episode. I can't wait for you to meet her. Uh, Tara McLean, amazing woman, bridey sister, super hot. Upstreet Brewery. Upstreet Brewery. Charlottetown. Fucking hot. Wedding anniversary. (laughs) All right. Enjoy. We love you. (laughs) See you on the other side. Yeah, there you go.
Okay. 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 All right. Holy sweet you guys, Jesus. That was great. Charlottetown. <laughs> My lord. What's up, guys and gals? Nice to see you. How are you? Man, good to be here. Uh, this isn't my hometown. It's my hometown. But, well, yeah. actually, no. <laughs> That's not true. I didn't grow up here. I grew up in Kensington, but I lost my virginity just down the street. Yeah. <laughs> who did you, who did you lo- lose your virginity to? Because <laughs> I bet you some people in this room probably know that person. I actually don't know who it is. Is it? Is it? Is it who I? Th- it's not. Is it Adam? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oops. You could say Adam Galant, and it could be a- many different people on the island. How many Galants are in here right now? Any Galants in here? One. Well, <laughs> there's you guaranteed know. to be at least one. You guys might be related. Yeah. So, uh, so Bridie and I live in Halifax. Uh, we record this little. We've got this little married podcast that we started. And people seem to enjoy it a bit. If you're not familiar with the podcast, it's about sex. Mostly. Mostly, yeah. It dives into some other kind of uh, topics sometimes, but mostly about sex. Bridie and I uh, have been married for... Six years tomorrow. Six years tomorrow. All those those ticket sales are going to buy us oysters tomorrow (laughs) to celebrate. Yeah, so our wedding anniversary is tomorrow. And uh, for the la- one, one of the big reasons why this podcast started is that for the last two years, Bridie and I have been, uh, we've opened up our marriage and we've been polyamorous, so, uh, which, which is not to be confused with polygamist. Uh, I only have one wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bridie has one husband. She collects many boyfriends. <laughs> You're a bit of a hobbyist, would you say? Yeah, uh, enthusiast. Enthusiast of the yeah. boys. <laughs> Yeah, so we started this podcast, and we started talking about uh, boners and the such, and, uh, and, and people wanted to, to hear about it. So anyway, we're here. We're going to have our wedding anniversary tomorrow. We're very excited, and uh, I've had a great time so far. I've been having a great week. Um, Fucking uh, love Charlottetown. We have so, yeah, so many like family members here. That's you know what it's like. If you're not, if you're from here and you move away and you come home, you're never on vacation. You're just always visiting. You're always going from one house to the next. And today, I finally got to see my nieces, uh, Ruby and Margot, and we all went out to a play with a couple other my nieces, and we went to see this this play called A Princess and the Pea. Is anybody familiar with the story Princess and the Pea? Actually, yeah, Becca, Becca. Was, Becca was the princess. Yeah, she was a princess. Yeah. And uh, we went to see it, and I think my favorite part of today was uh, the girls asking what the play was about, and Jeremy <laughs> telling them that it was about a princess who wet the bed and couldn't find a boyfriend because of it. Uh, <laughs> Because that was her kink, and um, what and I wanted to say was she couldn't find a prince that would pee on her. But uh, I knew, I knew that that was a little too uh, uh, complex for your your little nieces to understand. Nonetheless, I was sitting in the crowd listening to the princess and the pee, like chuckling to myself because it's actually quite funny, but also. Thinking about all of the fairy tales that I've known as a kid and all the ones that lend themselves to other fetishes and kinks. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. uh, like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. 
She had seven of them. And also, what's the name? There's a name for um, for that. There, there's a paraphilia. Oh yeah, a paraphilia oh. that is that exists that specifically. Uh, it about says very small people or very large. Yeah, people. you're attracted to like people of huge Giants? stature or or, or very tiny. tiny stature. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it. So she was that. Yeah, and down for some like. Dwarf gangbanging. I guess Nightly. so. That's all I can imagine. That's what I interpret. Giving them that. nicknames based on their uh, their <laughs> their particular their fetishes. Abil- yeah, yeah, their abilities. Well, that's complicated. Um, and then there's like Sleeping Beauty because we know that's a fetish too. Yeah. That was a little. That's a little bit rapey. It's a little. It's a little creepy. Right. A little weird. I was giggling to myself about Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> Thank you. You, you Thank said you. you said Jack in the Beanstalk. Well, there. Jack in the Beanstalk. Right. You know, you got the island accent. And you just <laughs> roll it right off. Um, you know, there's like there's so many like Danish and Polish and German fairy tales that you can take and interpret to mean you know many different things like the Tinder box, which is relevant today because of uh, Tinder. What is but, that about the t- Tinder box? I I don't know. I think there's a fire and a little keepsake box in it. That's all I know. A fire in a box. A, fi- Say a fiery no more, box. Say no more, Brady. Say no more. Yeah, I think uh, uh, were those the only ones that we we kind of were giggling about together? I, you know what? Uh, the, you, I, I remember there was, was something trying- about like uh, um, uh, Robin Hood, but it oh, was Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Okay, once it gets into puns, you're just making shit up. Yeah, it's yeah. not really. Yeah. That's a solid porn title, though. Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Taken from the rich and given. I got nothing there. The other, the I, other I, one, I, the other I one was, uh, you know, remember, uh, like, honey, I blew everyone. <laughs> but that, that's that's not a. I was just like, a, you know, extrapolating. I think yeah, that's the right okay. word. And I was right. going out there into the. But um, it was funny to me because I uh, lately in my my other n- non-married relationship with my boyfriend, uh, this little kink has been showing up where um, we're, we're kind of like, you know, doing the thing. Is this a kink? Th- th- I find this super interesting. We've talked know. about this on the podcast a little bit. And well, you say what it is you do, because I find it super. I can't wrap my head around it. it I do find it a little weird. Uh-huh. Um, but I, but not in, not hold on though not in like a pejorative like weird weird as in like ew you're weird but weird as in like I how does that work like how does that how do you keep it how's explain it, what it is how's it float the boat yeah yeah um okay so basically you know you're just like making out and fooling around and you're laughing and you're having a good time and then you're doing the thing and um they say tell me a story. And you say... Who says that during, like, fuck time? And you say... Tell me a story. Once upon a time, there was a guy that lived in the woods. And you start telling your own fairy tale. And it's really great as an artist because I really have to work my creativity at the same time as I'm working other things. And I'm into the chakras a little bit. And they all look at the creativity and the sexuality. They come from the same place. So I feel a little bit like I'm drawing creative energy through there and it's coming out here and it's feeding back in his ears and then so do you feel like do you feel like if you are getting if like if you're getting and sorry for being so crude but um when your pussy is getting stimulated 
your chakra, your like pussy chakras. Well, I don't know. And, like, I don't know that much about the chakras. Healing? I really don't. I feel like what Alan is the, probably what knows. What is the pussy chakra? Does anyone know? It's a sacral your chakra. Sacral sh- yeah, okay. That That's much more respectable. The sacral chakra. So when you're getting your sacral chakra, which is around your pussy, stimulated, you feel like, which is the, which is the sexual chakra? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also the Also your chakra creative chakra? Yep. So do you feel like having that like, you know, played with or like stimulated causes this rush in creativity? No, I'm super smart and creative all the time. Oh. But it's a really fun way to apply it and to try to keep the story going. Okay. And it's totally unrelated and usually it ends up in like giggles. Okay, but, okay, um, right. Now, but, what, is, what does he... Is he getting turned on? Okay, so like, this is why I find it so weird because it seems so mundane. Like, I feel like if I was doing it, I wouldn't be able to help but start telling some erotic (laughs) story, right? It's like, once upon a time, there was a guy in the woods and he was jacking off and like... (laughs) Or whatever, you know, I I don't know. It's probably more erotic than that. I, I haven't really read much erotic novels. That sounds like Steve Puya's book. Does anybody know Steve Puya? He, he, so he's from he's he's lived here for a long time and he's lives he lives in China now. But we just recorded an episode with Steve. He just signed my book. He just signed her tit. <laughs> we went to his book signing, yeah. and I thought this will be good for the podcast. Sign my boob. Yeah. That anyway. Uh, Steve wrote a really interesting book, and you should all check it out. It's mm-hmm. called uh, Lucky Duck Cola. Lucky Duck Cola. Uh, but yeah. So so does does your boyfriend get turned on by the? Buy that? I think it's just the sound of my voice. Right. Yeah. Hearing the voice while, the, while the sex is yeah. going on. And the best thing about uh, my stories is there's always a happy ending. Oh, come on. That's the one you were sitting on. That's what you were sitting I've been on. waiting all day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank That's you. really funny. Uh, did, now, that, that you call it a kink... Um, did this kink that you and, and your boyfriend were experiencing, did it come out of the blue? Or was it something that you guys had like talked about beforehand? No, no, no. We never talked about it ever. So I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Hi, guys. Hi. We're talking Welcome. about... We're talking about um, uh, they didn't want to talk about it. Well, I, well I'm going to tell them anyway. We're talking about having <laughs> sex with your partner. And then all of a sudden, they start <laughs> telling this amazing fairy tale. And then it leads to coming. What do you do with your brain? Bye. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, uh, my, my girlfriend, <laughs> uh, I'm also seeing somebody else. Her name is Becca, not that Becca. Um, although she's very babely. Although she is very babely. Uh, and Becca's actually been on the podcast a couple times. And we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast. But um, so like this is something I, could, I would never have imagined happening with you and I. Like the, 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 the whole fetish thing is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. It's like there's some people out there when they are really young, they realize I'm, I've realized I'm really turned on by this one particular thing, like ropes or something. You know, like we talked with someone on the podcast where they were saying he was looking through his comic books when he was growing up and he came across a Batman and Robin comic and like Robin was tied up and like he started getting this hard on just by the thought of Robin being tied up by Catwoman. And, and fast forward to his adult life, and he's like all he's about getting sub. tied. Yeah, he just likes to be sub- submitted. And, and submissive, but to submissive. his lady dom. Yeah. But 
I never had that. Mm-hmm. You know, like growing up, my... You told me tan lines. When I first visited your high school bedroom, there were like still posters <laughs> on your walls with like, it's right. babyary and like right. tan line bikinis. Ba- babyary, that was a thing. That, that was a thing. Jesus, yeah. how embarrassing is I that? I remember because it was instead of Holy sweet February, fuck. That's and that awful. was my birthday. And I was like, I can't put that on this oh, calendar. God. I, why did you stay with me? My God, that's horrible. So, so I didn't really have any kinks. And then all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, or like, you know, a couple months ago, Beck and I are, are I, I like to say making fuck. We're, we're making fuck. And um, in the midst of making fuck, um, she, she looks me in the face and says, spit in my mouth. And I'm like, okay. And I do it. And if you had said 10 minutes ago before we started making fuck, and she said, hey, how would you feel about spitting in my mouth? I'd probably be like, oh, God, I don't know. That sounds really aggressive and kind of gross. In the moment, it was the best thing that anyone's ever said to me. It was like, yeah, of course I'll spit in your mouth. And that ended up leading to this, like, very intense need to, like, I'm sorry if this grosses you out, but, like, play and spit. Like, spit is, like, the, it's, like, the ultimate turn-on right now. Mm -hmm. But I had no idea. Like, it just kind of appeared. Yeah. You know? And the the other thing that's kind of popped up recently, and I think I told this to you, is sweat has become like a really big thing. I feel like, raise your hand if you've licked sweat off of somebody before. Come on. We've all been there. Yeah. It tastes great. You're thirsty. Thank you for committing to that. It's it's hydrating. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying. The flavor. The flavor yeah, of well, well, the flavor of the spit, it's not, it's not really sure. that. But yeah, but the sweat, definitely. Yeah. There's like a, there's a, yeah. There's and, a pheromone in there for sure. Yeah, and we were talking to Steve and he was saying like, when you don't smell the odor of the person you love. like I was like, what are you talking about? I love oh, the odor I totally, of the person I totally, I love. I totally got that. Yeah. Oh, um, you, you don't smell the person. No, I just, I don't smell them. You don't smell anything. I don't, yeah. I've, you don't I, have, I, your nose is all, all fucked up. up. <laughs> He'll be like, did the dog pee on this? Smell it. And he'll <laughs> shove it in my face. It's very sexy. That's what happens when you've been married for six years, I guess. I guess That's so. That's what happens to her. Anyway. But I mean, like, so, so my, my, the thing that I'm kind of battling in my head now is, you know, I can sit here today and think of the things that I would go, oh, that would, I, I know for sure I'd never be turned on by A, B, C, or D. But after this whole spit thing, I know I'm really questioning that. I'm I'm really going. Well, is there? Does it depend on the person? Does it depend on the person you're with? You know, it's just the moment, or the or the moment. Yeah, I think it's the moment. Does anybody? uh, Should we open it up? Yes, open it up. Okay. How about this? This is a little crazy. We probably won't get anyone. But is there anyone in here who's got the the? The gusto, okay, or that, okay, to come up and tell us about, and just for like two minutes, like a recent fetish, a recent fetish or a kink you kind of like dabbled into, and you're like, I know it's a small town, and if you get up here and say it, (laughs) then uh, you're gonna ruin your fucking uh, social standing. (laughs) No, no No one. That's fine. That's all right. That's okay. It's all right. 
I wish I could. I wish I, we had that list of fetishes so I could reach out and we could just do a show of hands. I, what are you saying? What are you whispering over here? I heard. I heard. Something. I heard something. I missed it. And what are you now shaking it's your head at? Late. <laughs> oh, I want to hear it. <laughs> now I'm super curious. Jeremy used to be super fixated on the idea that anyone would have a fetish of stilettos stepping on your balls. Has any anyone here enjoy that? I've never said I, that. I'm not I've expecting any that. hands, yeah. but I know somebody out there. There is, yes, yeah, CBT. It's called CBT, cock and ball torture. You know what? It, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. And like, uh, if, actually, there's a there's a kink um, there's a kink. Uh, what do you call the the kink club in Halifax? Society of Bastet. Yeah, it's actually quite fascinating. They have this room, and it's like the BDSM room. And when you go in there, there's this giant cage. But the cage only has bars on two ends of it. So you can think of this like long rectangular jail cell with an opening here and an opening here. And then the bottom is all padded. And so I was like, what's the deal with the, the like very easily escapable prison? And, um, <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's, the, that's the, the, the like stiletto cage or the stomping cage. And I was like, what does that mean? So essentially, you get those heels on, and you have your subject, man, woman, whatever, laying in the, in the thing, and then the, the, the rails are used to hold onto, and you step and kind of stomp on the person. And, and a big thing is CBT in that cage, where people are like, yeah, crush my, crush my balls. <laughs> Not any- for me, but it's for someone. I feel like we're a little bit desensitized because we've talked to a lot of people in the kink community in Halifax and uh, we've heard about a lot of different things and I'm just, maybe an audience participation better question is what's a fetish that you've heard of that you just don't get but it's like the wildest thing that you've ever heard of because then we'll find that person we'll talk to them Mm. next on the podcast I still don't get uh, doo-doo yeah, I mean poop play I don't get it. I was going to be like, I get it. No, I don't. I, I still don't get it. Yeah. Sounding. Sounding. Yes. Can oh. you explain what sounding is? Yes. Uh, who's unfamiliar with sounding? I forget. A whole fucking bunch of you. Sweet. Yeah. So, sounding is this lovely practice of... <laughs> this lovely practice of where you... you it's, it's about sticking items inside the urethra of the man so like inside the erect penis it's okay you guys it's not happening right now it's not ha- <laughs> <laughs> this is true so, it might be happening somewhere but it's not happening to you right now so for example <laughs> like a long um you know uh, stainless steel um uh, needle, like, but, but like thick, like a like a like, like a um, crochet, like needle. a muddling, like at a cocktail yeah, bar, like a go. muddling stick. But we spoke to a woman. We haven't spoken to anyone who enjoys being sounded, but we spoke to a woman who um, who was Sounds? a sounder. Yeah, sounder. Yeah, yeah uh, the sounding giver, and and she used her pinky finger on a guy, and it took a lot of lube. <laughs> But here's the thing. And so I, at first I said to myself, I was like, I do not get that at all. That sounds horrible. That hurts my dick. It still kind of hurts my dick a little. But the, the, the gentleman who was being sounded explained to her it's the sensation of being filled up. Like that's what I, that's what I enjoy, the, of being filled up. And I can, I can, I get that. I can wrap my head around that, mm-hmm. right? Like 
I mean, I'm sure that that there's a similar. I I don't know. I don't have a vagina, but I feel like there's a similar feeling of having like your your vagina filled with a whatever, whatever, uh, anything. But like, I've felt that like the feeling of a finger going inside my butt. Yeah, that is a feeling of being filled, and it can end up feeling really fucking good. Now, I'm not. A pee hole is a small hole. Yeah. And it wouldn't take much to fill that, but I have no, like, I can't, I can't, like, physically, I don't think I could do it, but I can, I get it. Like, I get what that guy was, this is, this fucking went. <laughs> uh, so, Brady, why don't you introduce our Oh, I'm our so excited. Okay, so when Jeremy and I started our uh, podcast, we, we drafted up a dream list of guests, and this guest was, like, obviously my number one guest because most of the things I learned about sex were from this person um, and I'm really excited to introduce to you and all the listeners who are listening to this at home my big sister Tara McLean I think you're. I think you're the most famous guest we've had on the show. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. You're bumping our ratings up. Oh yeah, my you God. are. I'm terrified. <laughs> terrified. <laughs> um, Tara has her own show. Uh, also very well. Well, I shouldn't say also very funny because I don't know if we're really that funny. But um, Tara is super funny, and it's over at the Guild, and you should check it out. Atlantic Blue. Uh, it's also very educational, much like our show. Funny and educational, right, Jeremy? Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know it. I had no idea what you said. I know. I, was doing I can shit always on the tell when you're not listening to me, and I just like to just poke at you when you're doing that. Uh, um, yeah, funny. You know. That's yeah. True. Yes. Yeah. There was a really great boob joke. Uh, She's got great boobs. Uh, and yeah. yes. Yeah. I think I should say this right off the bat. I think. Okay. So this is the first time that uh, we've had a guest on the show that's been related to one of us. Now I'm going to remove myself from the brother-in-law role tonight. Okay. Uh, because we're going to be talking about some things that I don't think we generally get the time or have the urge to talk about. <laughs> um, it's it, it you know it might feel a little, uh, but again we're on PEI. It's it, it's a very incestuous island. <laughs> I mean that in the nicest way possible. Um, but uh, do you feel weird about like coming up here with your little sister and talking about? Talking about sex. I don't feel weird at all about talking to her about sex, and I've been listening to the podcast so much, so I'm much more comfortable with you um, in this realm. But um, when I imagined doing this, I thought we'd do it, you know, in a little room, just the two of us. <laughs> I didn't think that I'd be looking out at all of these beautiful faces. But you know what? What the hell? I'm in. Well, I the first thing that I want to kind of jump into mm-hmm. is that I remember um, when Bridie and I first got together about nine ish years ago sorry if this is TMI uh, too much information uh, Bridie and I engaged in coitus <laughs> no we didn't now, 
Before we engaged in coitus, uh, the deed, the deed itself, Bridie gave me what I would um, easily describe as one of the best blowjobs I've ever received in my life. Amazing. Now, you may be asking yourself, why the fuck is Jeremy saying this? Well, soon after that night, that fateful night, um, Bridie had informed me that at one point in her young adult life, uh, Tara had given her the... And my best friend, Jody, at the time. A lesson in the how to give the best blowjob possible. Yeah. And I was like, I need to meet this Tara. <laughs> and so we met uh, not too long after that. And, um, and so, so, long story short, how do you give the best blowjob possible? I, wanna, I want you to give me the lesson that you gave to Bridie. Not, not because, well, because I've just recently started to realize that he- I'm a little bit more flexible on, on the... Um, on the sexual fluidity scale than I thought I originally was, and I might need to use that information some point in the next know. couple of years. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, young really grasshopper. I, I gotta say, I feel like I'm 19 again, sitting on the floor in Tara's living room, all wide-eyed. She sat up on the couch, and she was very practical with her information. So, anyway. Oh, wonderful. Well, I've just been through this with uh, one of my daughters and a bunch of her friends sitting around talking. <laughs> oh about my God! Really? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah. But um. But sure. Okay. Well, I mean, I enjoy Felicio. Immensely, mm-hmm. and um, I, I just, I just love. There's just this feeling of control, and just, it's just the most sexy thing. And you know, I'm a singer. I'm a vocalist. I've always been really good with my mouth. <laughs> and, um, and so, and how phallic is a mic? You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, just put that thing up in my face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, and I, I love, I love penises. I think they're fabulous. Um, I've been admiring them for most of my life, and um, <laughs> and uh, and so you know, I just, I just kind of learned. I learned that um, the the best way to to please um, a penis <laughs> and the man attached to it was was uh, was you know there were some very practical steps that you needed to do, and, and you know one of them I found was was eye contact on your way down. So as you're yes. going down, yeah, 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 you, you yeah. keep the eye contact, right? Okay. I would never have thought of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, now you you got it, right? Because they're like, oh, is she going all the way? Oh, she's doing it. Oh, and then I just like you get that look on your face, like that gets a little bit more devious as you go further and further. Maybe get a little tongue contact. on the belly. <laughs> go Should down. Write this down? <laughs> okay. 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 So you're there. Now the most important thing to do. Okay, I can't believe I'm doing this. Yes. <laughs> Is to... We're all friends here. All right. Is to, you know... I mean, and I'm assuming that at this point, the penis is erect. I would hope. Yeah, at this point, like, it shouldn't take this long. Like, it should be, like... You got a little bit of work ahead of you. Show of hands who's erect. (laughs) (laughs) Who's paying attention? (laughs) Who is standing at attention here? Um... The, so, so what I like to do at this point, my, look at my poor husband over there, sitting there with the biggest smile on his face. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I am lucky, man. <laughs> so, so, and, and like, and I should just say, you know, when I was young, I, I used to sort of see um, giving head as kind of like kissing, like as 
casual. Like I just enjoyed it oh, so wow. much and I would, yeah, I just love to do it and I would give, I would just do kinda it all like, the time. Kind of like when you go to Italy and you're like, hey, how you doing? And they're like, oh, grazie. And, they, and you kiss. And you're yeah, like, exactly. hey, like, hey, hey you can doing? I give you a blowjob? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Jesus Christ. Okay. Hey, Stick hey. that thing up in my face, like I said. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have lots of good stories yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so you're down so there. As soon as you meet them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put it in your mouth. <laughs> so, okay, so we, we so we're erect, all right? Okay. And Got um, it. what I really appreciate about this moment is that, you know, the, the, like is she going to do it? And sometimes sometimes it's really nice to actually put a little bit of spit in the top of your hand. As you're going down, and just kind of rub the top of it. Spit, yes. spit, yeah, spit. Yeah, okay. And so that's like, and now they're fully erect. So you're Is sure that about. circumcised and uncircumcised? Does that yeah, stand? Yeah, so if it's uncircumcised, you have to kind of pull down the little turtleneck a little bit okay. and then get, to, you get have to, to the... I was going to ask about that. <laughs> Climb the rope. I feel, like, I feel like blowing a circumcised penis versus an uncircumcised penis would be significantly different. I feel, is it, is it, or is it kind of the same? Because I've had both. Uh, what I mean by that? <laughs> what I mean by that is I have ha- I, I have had an uncircumcised penis That's true, up yeah. to a point where I remember what it was like to use that thing, oh. and then I got circumcised at like sixteen, so what? I know what it's like. I know, <laughs> right? Crazy, crazy. <laughs> but let me let me just say. Well, I'm going to say this right off the bat. L- uh, not as bad as you'd think. It's the it's the aftercare that's just a little scary. But you if know? you have a mom, a nurse mom like Jeremy had, who could bandage and dress, then you're my mom mind. did help me. <laughs> you know, everyone's a lot less erect than they were a few minutes <laughs> yeah. ago. All of a sudden, depends on what their fetishes are. So I feel like I feel like giving head to a circumcised dick is a lot easier to do. Mm. Uncircumcised? No, circumcised. Circumcised. Uh, I just, they're just all wonderful. They're all all wonderful and fun in different ways. Yeah. Uh, But I really appreciate, you know, I really appreciate an uncircumcised penis just because it's in its natural raw state. Ah, I disagree with you, Tara. I think a circumcised penis looks beautiful. Yeah, it does as well. It's just a gorgeous looking... I am a connoisseur here. Hey, well... You know? You know what? (laughs) I'll leave it to the professional. You're right. You are right. Okay. Touche. Okay. So, okay. So we're down there. I'm trying to think about where we are. And so a little the, bit of okay, spit A little bit of spit. Now, the word that you have to remember is rhythm. But the mm-hmm. rhythm is given to you by the guy. So what will happen is this very subtle movement of the hips will begin. It'll just happen. It's like he's trying to fuck your hand. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of down there and you just sort of let that happen. And you let his movement guide you. And so you start working with that. You and top righty well. This is yeah. yeah, yeah? I'm, I'm I'm seeing it now. I'm see seeing it. Okay. It now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. This is this is all very exciting. Um, and <laughs> and so and then what you do is you just get a little tongue around the tip, right? Mm-hmm. Stick it in the little hole a little bit. Then rip like little sounding yeah, action. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like just Sarah, a tiny yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. Then you take your hands and you cup the balls. That is so important. You always hold the balls gently. Gently. Yeah. Okay. If you're right-handed, you do that with your left hand. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Man, this is you so need, specific. You need <laughs> left hand. <laughs> you need to be, have your right hand free for the for the jacket. Do yeah for the jacket. And so and really it's really both using your mouth and the hand in this symphony. 
uh-huh. you know, uh, together um, to make sure that that rhythm is happening. Yeah. And keeping eye contact every now and then just to see what they're doing. Like, are they looking at you? Is their head thrown back? Like, what's going on? And so that, that's like, that's really important to make that contact. I, I think. feel like I've learned a lot. Yeah. Oh, I'm not in, done. Oh, shit. What? <laughs> No. I, I would have come already, but okay. <laughs> well, I, I came five minutes ago. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so you know the, the the fact is is that you just you, you, he needs to know that you are so into this. You're gobbling this up like it's Italian pizza. Like <laughs> you, you, see, 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 you see, are see, see. right. You are just so all over this thing. Gracias. And and it's. And, and you oh, just, wait, you Spanish. want it so bad. And he can, you know, that he can tell if you, Gracias. if you really, really want it, if you really love it and make him list some sounds, mm-hmm. make some noises, like some, um, like if you hum a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask about humming? Just pause yeah. one sec. Does that actually feel like anything humming? I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, like if you closed your mouth right now and mm, there's, there's vibration, vibration in your mouth, like yeah. that okay, is happening. It's effective. Yeah. yeah so, okay. and y- you know, the, the tip of the bird is a pretty sensitive place so the slightest vibration you're gonna feel that yeah yeah i feel like this is level two of um tara's blowjob training because i've actually been compiling a list of follow-up questions since i was 19 um and that was one of them the other is like okay with this is amazing this is fucking amazing i can't wait to go home tonight (laughs) (laughs) well you are staying with us so i mean you know <laughs> Only the best at Casa and McLean. Okay. Um, with the, the, okay, maybe you're going to get there, but sometimes I've found, okay, so there's like the hand to mouth connection. Yeah. Sometimes I've found that uh, with this uncircumcised penis, you kind of have to hold down. You have to hold it down. You can't keep your <sighs> mouth to your hand because you have you to hold, hold the foreskin down. Yeah, that's true. That's and a true then a point. Yeah, then you kind of need to use hand. One hand to hold that down, and the other hand to, to hold it off. down. Cup the balls. Use the other hand. Oh well, you God. might have to leave the balls. The balls might not get. The it's same re- it really is a. It really is a. Uh, you know, one of these, right? <laughs> Hopping on one foot, singing yeah. "Happy Birthday" while you're doing yeah. it. <laughs> Becca, have you heard that? But the, uh, the best, <laughs> the best part though is you know, like as this, everything is starting to build. And, you know, you can do things like you sort of figure out what what the what the guy likes in time. Like this is why, like the first blowjob is is so exciting, because, you know, if you let go and you're just using your mouth, you can like wrap your hands around and like dig your nails into their ass a little Mm, bit, you know, and like just see if they like a little tiny bit of pain. Mm. Like I'm so that's is the thing I'm not into. I'm not into pain at all. Like that's so not my kink. Um, So but, you know, some guys just like a little tiny bit, like some scratching or some pinching or whatever. So it's kind of fun to figure that out see I haven't I haven't put a wiener in my mouth yet Um, I'm 29 years old I turned 30 in January and I feel like this little lesson is just shifting me to the point where there could be a dick in my mouth in the next five years really well you're saying our house tonight again like you know we'll just see how well you've learned Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't. I actually, to be like real talk, real talk. I don't know. I don't know if I will ever, if I will ever cross that line. But, but if you're going to, you might as well be the best if, at that's it. That's fucking right. If I'm gonna do it, I am gonna do it so goddamn good. Yeah. That all the other boys are gonna know. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes, and that's how I feel about like yeah. my children and my family members. It's like you know, if we have a superpower in our family, yeah. we have to like spread the word to be known about this. Spread the yes. good word. Yeah, that's and right. I'm, and really, isn't that how sexuality like it used to be passed down? I was just talking to Ted about this about how you know I want to teach my daughters to be truly great, amazing sex goddesses. I mean, it was always you know mother to mother and father mm-hmm. to son. Like, how do we please ourselves? How do we please each other? And somewhere along the line, sex sex became a bad thing to talk about or share with your kids or you know they would call the vagina down there and everything was really private yeah. it's like like this is what's so magical about this podcast it's like let's like we need to talk about this and we need to break those barriers and we need to share our knowledge especially about sex especially yeah. about like and something as natural and normal and beautiful as a blowjob which can be given anywhere anytime yeah, anytime is when you meet a person in the middle of the street I know I get what you're saying Tara <laughs> But I do have to say, like, I've always found it really weird that it's been such a, a, a like, taboo subject. Yeah. I've always found that, I've always found that, I've, I've always found that most taboo subjects, to me, I've never, I never understood why we get so weird about yeah. things. Like, the other day, I was just like, you know, uh, hey, I was just like, clothes are fucking dumb. Like, why are we all walking around wearing clothes? Yeah. Like, what a silly thing. What a silly... We come out of our mother naked as fuck. Yeah. And then as soon as we're out, they're like, covered up. Like, you know, like, I get it. We all look good in clothes. Oh, it's also like a a cleanliness, like keep things out of there. Yeah, totally, totally, absolutely. But like, it is really silly that, I don't know, that like seeing someone naked is just like a big deal. You know? You're like the cleanest person I know. I was thinking about that when you were talking about spit and sweat. And I was like, it's so funny because you're usually like, brush your teeth or like, you know, like to wash your hands. Did you wash your hands before you touch it? And I was like, no, I dropped that lettuce on the ground and then I picked it up and I put it in my mouth. And you're like, oh, you're going to get sick. No. (laughs) I'm, yes, in that way I'm clean because I have a fucking disease that literally could kill me at any moment. All right, pull out the disease. I will. Well, I want to, I want to talk about, How convenient. I want to, I want to shift things towards the, you know, you just kind of brought it up Tara, but, um, raising children in, so you've got three girls yeah, and they're all pretty young. Um, and all under 16, yeah. all under 16. Right. Yeah. And so what is it? So, Okay. <clears throat> I know that I'm not alone in this when I say this, but like for me, learning about sex growing up, absolutely did not learn it from my parents. Mm. I mean, yeah. what I learned from my parents was like, you're gonna get pubic hair, and the mommy, uh, the the daddy puts the the pee pee in the mommy's wee wee, and and a baby pops out. Like that was basically it. Yeah. Um, but I know that with you, and like I've spent you know a significant amount of time around you and and Ted and and the family and. Mm. It's, it's, the language is very different, Hmm. which I think is fucking beautiful. Thank you. So what is, what is it, what was your upbringing like in terms of learning about sexuality Mm -hmm. and versus the, the way that you're raising your girls in terms of like discovering their sexuality? Especially with like Instagram and Facebook and all that fucking, you know platform garbage unless yeah. you're following turn me on we're on instagram <laughs> yeah uh, at turn me on podcast and we're on facebook as well turn me on podcast like subscribe and leave a comment yeah yeah i actually have a somewhere in here where did it go i had a 
poem that I was going to read. Hang on one second. Well, you you find it. I'll I'll yeah. vamp a little bit. Uh, oh, Bridie, what was your like like how did you? Because I know your upbringing was a little bit different from mine. Yeah, I I looked a lot of words up in the dictionary and right. then giggled about them with my friends and. Uh, I really don't remember learning about where... Actually, yes, I do. Uh, I have a sister who's six years younger, and I found on her bookshelf a, a book called What's Happening to Me, and it was about puberty. What's and happening to me? Exclamation point, question mark, <laughs> yeah. exclamation point. And that's how I learned about puberty. I was I had already gone through it, uh, but my little sister hadn't yet. And then there was another corresponding book that was like, where do babies come from? And it was, you know, very clinical. Mm. Very Nothing about... Certainly nothing about pleasure. It was all very scientific. Mm. Like, this is how babies are made. Anyway, right. continue. Well, okay, well, I mean, in, in my circumstance, uh, we were, when we were young, uh, my, my parents were quite religious, and they, they took in people into the house that m- maybe needed sort of help or support. And oftentimes the people that were coming into the house weren't the kind of people that you would want around little girls. Like they weren't necessarily safe people. Mm. Um, and what they did... Pirates. <laughs> pirates. Cra- yeah, well, kind of. Pirates, and, uh, yeah, sure. you know, they ended up... It ended up being that in a lot of circumstances, it felt like, we, you know, we as young girls in that household were always being felt up or sort of pulled oh, into little Jesus. rooms. And, oh, wow. Yeah, no, it was very... It was a very difficult thing sort of to to come to terms with growing up because you think okay well you know this is this it's basically molestation and and yet you know here I am you know I'm growing up going okay well you know that I've I've felt that something was taken from me certainly but I also turned it around and looked at it like, well, something was also given to me. I was given information. Someone once described it as being initiated young into the tantric arts. And so, Hmm. you know, we just sort of, you know, of course, I would never want that to happen to my own children. And I protect them in every way that I can from having to go through that themselves. But I was very young. And, you know, I think I was probably seven or eight when I first started learning about about what was going on with men and women um, Mm. from these people. And and so I I became someone who felt very comfortable actually talking about sex as a result of it and I sort of went to my mom at one point and was like okay hey this is happening to us and she's like oh my god <laughs> she you know she put a stop to it of course when she found out but um but I was already I was already fa- uh, fascinated by the by it all and um and so I think in a way like I'm I, I can be grateful for that now because I became the person who just knew more about sex than all the other kids. Mm. And so they started coming to me and asking me questions. And so in high school, we'd be driving to school and, and they'd be like, can, can you tell me about, you know, and you're just like a, job? I'm like, a little oh, Sue Johansson in the back of the yeah. bus. And you're like, I got you guys. Don't worry. Yeah. I know what's put on, going on. Put on a white wig. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I just think it's really important. Like every, every wound, um, you can turn into something beautiful. Mm. And so the, I Fuck think yeah. that's, that's what I did with that. I took it and I used it um, in order to become a truly powerful sexual being. And, uh, and that's, yeah, it's just you, been one of the greatest things. Do you think that that experience made you more, um, more promiscuous growing up? You know, it's really hard to say. I, I mean, I think I just, I loved sex right from the start. Um, like when I You're actually Scorpio. started. You're Scorpio. I'm Scorpio. sorry. I know, Jeremy, you hate this shit. But I, Scorpios are known to be like the sex 
gods and maybe the reason you don't like Jeremy is because my first boyfriend was a Scorpio and you feel a little insecure <laughs> about that but uh, I do have some anyway, insecurity saying, issues let me tell you there many Scorpios in the room <laughs> What? I'm surprised there's not more of you. This is a live sex show. Okay, well you go home and totally. you, you know, own your shit. Scorpio sun and Scorpio man. Oh my god. <laughs> so I don't, you know, it's really my boyfriend's hard to know. A Scorpio. Your boyfriend's a Scorpio? Yeah. What, what are Capricorns? I'm a Capricorn. Are Capricorns horny? They're horny. <laughs> yeah, because I'm they a Capricorn. Are. I love the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But seriously, what, what's the, what do they say about Capricorns? <laughs> they're stubborn. Stubborn, yeah. Stubborn in the bedroom? Yeah. Is, that, is that the... Stubborn all, right. all around. I'll take that. My husband's a Scorpio. I'll, I'll I don't have that. a boyfriend yet, but, you know. <laughs> I probably will have a few uh, offerings after this show. <laughs> 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 but anyway, but with regard to how I'm raising my girls, um, I just decided, you know, right away, like the, the moment that my, my daughter found her clitoris... Uh, you know, instead of making her feel like bad about it, because she was walking around sort of wanting to show everybody. She's like, <laughs> "Look at, I've got a little penis," and I was like, "No, it's better." <laughs> and uh, and at one point, she she's like, "I don't understand, like which hole is what." And when I said, "Okay, you're going to go into your room, and I'm going to give you a mirror." <laughs> And, and I'm going to leave you alone because, you know, you're welcome to play with yourself all day, but it has to be done in private. This is a private thing for you. So, um, so here's your mirror and you can go in your room and I don't know, she must've been oh, that's so six cool. or something, six or seven. And, uh, and I, I close the door and I hear her kind of shifting around and then I hear, oh, cool. <laughs> And that it was the amazing. best mom moment of my life. And I was determined from then on. I was like, okay, they can talk to us about anything. My one daughter came to us recently, told us she thought she was gay. And I was like, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I want to talk about that for a second. Because so when she, when she came to you and said that, how yeah. old was she at that moment? Seven. Okay. Yeah. Now, what did you... Because I remember when I heard that, yeah. I was like... Yes. Yeah. Like I knew it. <laughs> like kind of thing, you know. Like I was, I was all fucking stoked that she was like, "I'm a lesbian." Yeah. And I, but then I started thinking, like, like, did you, did you? She's she's seven. Yeah. So did you take that at? Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently: Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. Did you take that at face value or did you go, well, you're, you're seven. Like yeah. you, you haven't, you, ha- you don't really know yet. Or did, nope, you, did you? I just said, I said, if that's where you want to go with this right now and that, that's what your heart is telling you, then just follow that. And, and then about a month later, she came home and she said, mom, um, would you be okay if I fell in love with a boy? (laughs) And I said, of course, I don't care who you love as long as they love you and they treat you well, you know? And then, and then a couple months later she came back. She said, no, I'm a lesbian again. Oh my God. Yeah. My, my favorite story. She was like, I don't think I'll ever like boys because they're not, they're not very smart. (laughs) I was like, you know, people are smart at different things. I was like, you're smart at certain things. What are you smart at? She's like, I'm smart at, Eating cereal. <laughs> like, yeah, you are. She's, yeah, they, they, our girls are so so amazing. But yeah, and then when my, my oldest daughter became sexually active, I, w- I was like, okay, Kama Sutra. Like, let's mm. you know, let's turn you into this beautiful sex goddess. Yeah. You know, I and but I think the most important thing is that women learn that people learn how to pleasure themselves so that they don't need other people. And right. so those are those are the the big things that I, I'm just tr- really trying to bring home with, with my children and also just to watch them carefully and make sure no one's interfering with them because as a, you know, as a mom, I want to make sure that they're, that they get to choose, that mm-hmm. they get to consent to mm-hmm. their, to their situations. Bridie, I know you were kind of mentioning, uh, like, like the, in this, in this age of Facebook and Instagram and the internet, like, uh, you know, yeah, it's so interesting. Cause like I, we, I'm like one of the last, I feel like I'm one of the last, generations who know what it's like to not have the internet to both have the internet and not the internet you know and and i can't even imagine what it's like coming into the world knowing uh my (laughs) my niece is you know using instagram and what's interesting about her is that she can um erase everything and start again and we don't do that i don't think like we i have a catalog i'm like this is my photo album i'm not gonna release release any of these photos or erase any of them and she's just like well whenever i want to reinvent myself i just delete everything and start over again and i think that's super cool because i've watched her uh identify herself over and over again and maybe that's not like i don't know i argue with this with my boyfriend all the time and he hates instagram but i i think it's kind of a cool tool and I, I think it can be used we've got to embrace it it's here it's gonna stay we got to figure out how to use it for good we got to figure out how to use it and like what the power is and harness it and then move it towards something productive but this really got me was you know this question of exactly what this poem is about and I'll just let you read it but um yeah okay. I'll just let you read it well I'll just say that my daughter um it loves to dress uh provocatively uh, she's really proud of her body. She's very, very beautiful. And uh, she came to school one day and a teacher said, you know, you can't wear that half top. And she said, why? She said, because it's, you know, our, it's, the, it's the rules. There's, you know, the, the dress code for women. It doesn't allow this. And she said, oh, really? 
that's sexist. And uh, so, of course, she got sent to the principal and the, and the principal, you know, talked to her and she said, you know what, how about I express myself and I be who I am and you teach the boys not to rape me. How about that be the school policy? Whoa, yeah. And so, and she's like, you know, people get, get raped in sweatpants all the time. So I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to just wear what I want because this is who I am. And the, the principal was like, you're right. And she abolished the dress code for women. <laughs> So, Whoa. yeah, yeah, for the girls in the school. I think they were the second school in Canada to take this, the dress code away because of, of my, my very strong girl. And, and sometimes she'll post things on Instagram, and it's a constant, like, oh, man, wow, that's really provocative. And, and so I sat there one day just after having a heated conversation, you know, with the, the father figures in her life and with friends and, you know, like, how, what, what do we do? And so I just sat down and I wrote this, and I just want to share it with you because... It got shared um, a lot, especially uh, in India, for some reason. This, this kind of went viral. And it's a picture, there is a picture sort of made into look like a watercolor, but of my daughter leaning over and, and showing her cleavage. How do you tell your daughter anymore what is or is not appropriate in the age of praise of wildness and freedom and expression? Do you scream at her? Put some clothes on. Wipe that shit off your face when she's just trying to find her identity and her masks and her fuck you? How do you explain that her rebellion is actually conforming to an over-sexualized consumer culture? How do you teach her to love her body and then turn around and tell her to hide it so she doesn't get attacked? How do you tell her that Instagram is the new stripper pole and hundreds of likes are the dollar bills? How do you tell her where we have come from and what her source of power really is? I want her to be uninhibited, a sexual being, because the power, it is there too. I have an untamable untamable girl, and she honors her mother's mother's mother as she purposely rolls up her skirt and waits, watching for the look on my face, watching her father cringe, and she is every teenager who was lost and trying to tell us, tell us, tell us, This is who we are right now, so fuck you. And it is not what I imagined. And I think this is not what I taught you, but it is because I said, be true to yourself. And right now, the world tells her the truth is tits and ass. So all I can do is be proud of her screaming because one day she will hear the messages of the deeper world and recognize her own voice and it will speak differently to her. Her power will surge. She will take off her mask and truly reveal herself. Thank you. So that's how I'm parenting. <laughs> I wish someone Fuck. said that to me when I was yeah. 16. Can you be my mom? Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I love my mom, but man, sitting at the edge of the bed, my mom being like, you're going to get pubic hair. <laughs> okay, going to leave you this book. Bye. And I'm like, always swallow. Always swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine my mom? <laughs> Jeremy, you always swallow, okay? You're going to get pubic hair. And you always swallow. <laughs> swallow what? <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> Thank fuck my mom doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh my god. Oh she my only just recently accepted my invitation to like our Facebook page. <laughs> oh my god. Oh Jesus. So anyway, good times, good times, people. Yeah. yeah. Uh 
Uh, I know. So, so you three girls. Yep. Can can we say the ages? Yeah, sure. What so? Fifteen, eleven, and nine. Okay. All right. So, like a decent amount. Of, so you so nine nine years without having pushing a baby out of you. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Uh, um, what? So here's this is one of my favorite stories because I have it. I wear a diva cup. Anybody else do diva cup during oh. the period? Yeah, it's uh, actually yeah, no. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know. I want to see it because uh, raise your hand if you use a diva cup or have used a diva cup. Wow. Oh, cool. Okay. Wow. Cool. People are here. Great. Does yeah, anyone yeah. not know what a diva cup is? Okay, so it's instead yeah. of a tampon or a pad, you just it's like a little silicone cup, and you put it up there, and it collects the blood, and you take it it's out. A shot glass for your for your uh, yeah. uh, for your period blood. Actually, it can be depending yeah. on your fetish. Depending but, on who you're with. Uh, <laughs> I actually know a guy. Oh. No. All right. So this is like second, second, second hand story. Uh, there's a guy I know. Who knows a guy who's with a, a lovely young woman? And, On her period. Uh, and well, they, they you know they met at the, out at the bar and and they went home together and and um, and they were going to in, enact in coitus and uh, she's she says I'm on my period. Are you cool with that? And the guy was like, Fuck yeah, I don't care. Like let's do it. And she goes great. And she pulls out her diva cup and she dips her finger Shoots in it. it. And then she. Puts a cross on her forehead and then shoots it. <laughs> shoots it back. Now, when I heard that story, <laughs> hold on. When I, I know, I know, it's fucking shocking. And when I heard that story, <laughs> I thought to myself for a moment. I went, "Get the fuck out." But then, but then this other kind of voice in my head goes, "Well, now, wait, 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 wait. If she." She's gonna pull that out as her first card before anything happens. I think pretty much anything's on the table. I would for sure be like, "What's next?" Okay. What do you got? Anyway, with that, I'm gonna go take a pee. Uh, continue, Diva Cup. Okay, yeah. So I remember Tara. I think bought me my first Diva Cup, and uh, there's two sizes. Um, there are three sizes. There's, there's size two, one. There's size one. Two, no three. kids. Yeah. Size one is no kids. <laughs> size, size two, two is, is one, one kid. kid. If you've had one kid, you buy size two. And if you've had two kids, you buy size three. And you bought me one, but you tried to buy you one. And they're like, like, I'm sorry. We don't have any big enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> you've had three children? Nope. Sorry. We don't have one for that. So that's a segue into talking about like, uh, how many people here have kids? Yeah? Okay, well, women. How many women have kids? Okay, um, so what's that? What's the deal? Because I don't have kids, and um, part of my fear of having babies is things just getting... I've heard stories about things just getting real fucked up down there, like (laughs) pelvises breaking and things... And I just want to know, like, is it... uh, as bad as I'm afraid it is, and um, how do I overcome those fears? Well, I mean, I think I would say the first thing to do would be to make sure you have a um, a really good midwife. Okay, uh, you know, because a really good midwife can help the situation while the baby's being born. Ah, so I've actually had great midwives with each birth, and every time you just put pressure on the perineum. The perineum is like the the edge of your vagina, and 
you put pressure on it the right way. If you get your partner to massage it also before the birth, lots and stretch it out. Like every day? Um, yeah, like with it, like around the last month. I could start now. You start now. Okay, yeah. great. But the the idea is like Wait, what? The, sounds of that. <laughs> the idea is that you sort of stretch it out and you know and hope that you don't get stitches. The problem is some some doctors like to just cut it right, and and so you end up with like. But with like a, a natural tear will heal a lot better. Yeah. So you're 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 really hoping for that and not. Um, got it. Not the other way around. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Massaging. Massaging perineum. and just yeah and just a really really someone who's really good with birth. But yeah, it can get pretty messy. I have I had one friend who had fifty stitches. Whoa. Yeah. It took her six months to be able 50 to have fucking fifty fucking stitches. Yeah. Wait, I, six months to have sex again? Six months, yeah. See, the, I was Ugh. thinking it was way longer than that, regardless. No, normally it's about six weeks. Okay. And it's funny, you guys were asking me about my, like, kinks before. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and Ted and I were kind of, like, private about our sex life, and we're like, hey, we're not going to really talk about that. But then, <laughs> then we were like, you know, there is one thing that's kind of funny that we do that is around pregnancy and since breast milk breast milk breast milk breast milk fuck yeah fuck yeah fuck yeah yeah Yeah, man okay yeah now I met a gal not too long ago who just recently had a baby and her uh, little baby was like I don't know ah man I don't know ages really well at all but like (laughs) like still diapers and like just getting out of breastfeeding like, so around that age. So she had some extra. So she had some extra. Nice. And that's what I was like. I was like, oh, hey, give me that breast milk. Hey. Actually, can I get another beer? Um, <laughs> and uh, so, so we were engaging in coitus. And in the midst of it, <laughs> so um, uh, my, my friend was on top. Yeah. And I love breasts. I, I, like, I love a good boob in my mouth. I love it. Yeah. And so I'm, I latch on like a baby. And she pulls away and I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, I think I actually said that. Aw. <laughs> but she pulled away and there was like, there, there was a bit of breast milk drip, dribbling off my mouth. And I saw it kind of coming out of her. And she was very embarrassed. She was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Sorry. So, sorry. And I was like, and again, it's one of those things where it's like spit in my mouth and I'm going, what? Okay, yeah. She's like, no, no, sorry. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll take that shit. Like, give me, the, give me the goods. Give me the goods. But she wasn't down for it. I totally understand. Yeah. Now, sex after babies. Yes. I get that it's not for everyone, but yeah. were you, I like... Well, I mean... Give me the goods. Well, the fact is, is, you know, here I am, mid-30s, and mid-30s is, like, really when you're just starting to hit your sexual prime as a woman. That's what I hear. Right? And so, and when you're pregnant, when you hit that second trimester, and you are feeling not nauseous, um, but but you have, like, extra blood flow to your genitals, you can end up being incredibly aroused. Like, second trimester can be one of the hottest times in your life. And like, and I'm a mountain when I'm pregnant. So my poor husband, he had to get like the rock climbing gear, like get up there to, in order to, to have sex. You know, I mean, I was massive. Yeah, exactly. I'm coming. But uh, but I love like, how you looked at me like to trust me. Just get to your second trimester because I don't want babies. And <laughs> yeah. Do it. I want to be an aunt. Yes. Yeah, and, but I lo- like I loved I loved being pregnant and I loved 
having sex and my husband was totally down for it and and the pregnancy sex is really erotic and you know you can't get pregnant because you're already pregnant so you're not you're not worrying about getting pregnant so that's really fun true that so that's off your mind (laughs) well one one thing that i'm curious about is uh and actually this is great because you're a doula right yeah yeah. okay is this fucking true or is this a load of shit but i've heard on the internet Mm-hmm. That some women, when they're giving birth, yeah, they experience an orgasm. That's true. Get the fuck yeah. out! What? That is true. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was there. Yeah, you, yeah. She was there. She's. I definitely... thought you were going to kick that midwife like a donkey. I thought you were just going to like haul off. You're on your floor. Anyways, whatever. Yeah. We don't need to talk well, about okay. it. Well, okay. So, so we had someone on the podcast not not too long ago where she spoke about. Now, it's kind of like the sounding thing. She was not the fist, fisty, she was the fister. And her partner uh, allowed her to fist her vagina. Mm-hmm. And she, the way she had described it was like, I got it in there and, and clenched my fist. And basically, she really didn't have to do much movement at all. And her partner climaxed. And this is like, this happened multiple times, but her partner would climax. And when her partner would climax, it would be the most insane, intense climax you've, she's ever seen or ever felt someone have. And it would like her whole like vaginal, like vaginal, vaginal wall, the vaginal wall (laughs) would close up around her hand and squeeze the fuck out of her arm. And then they would have to wait for like a good chunk of time. And then it would like, like release. And then she could take her hand out. Now, I am no doctor. However, my guess is that, you know, because that space is so full and that there's pressure being put on the G-spot and on yeah. the clitoris yeah. and all those, the, like, the, the inside of the, the vagina, yeah. that it just cultivated this like crazy orgasm from the stimulation yeah. is that's what is that it basically what's happening when a baby's head's being pushed out of a vaginal hole well uh i mean if yeah if they're having an orgasm from it i mean that's partly what it's doing also a lot of the time when women are uh, about to give birth they do a lot of rocking back and forth there's a lot of rhythm and so they're being stimulated uh, externally as well right and like when you're on the bus and yeah, you're like yeah hey guys experience <laughs> that any guys be on a bus and you're like uh-oh <laughs> this bus, this bus su- suspension is bonerific. <laughs> just me, okay. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All I'm thinking about is now period play, but we can finish this conversation. Oh, I, I wow. still, I know, okay. I still want to know because you talked about blood flow to the genital area, mm. and I'm like, yeah. And you were we were talking about shooting out of your diva cap, and I was thinking about blood it, everywhere, and I was like, I'm into that. I want to do that in the woods, just covered in like deer moose blood. Yeah. <laughs> See? I'm sorry. Okay, See? I'm just trying to be you honest. You never know where these fetishes will pop up. This is so weird. You're having a conversation with your sister about giving birth, and then on the next thing, you know, you don't want to cover yourself in blood and get fucked. You know. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> it can go anywhere. Um, no, Bridie, please continue with this blood thing, though. I'm curious. Well, I don't know. Sex on your period. Well, you've had it. Yeah. Have you? I mean, I've, 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 I've had a lot of it. You've had a lot of it. I've had a lot of it, too. And it's funny because a little bit of blood on your period, a little bit of blood goes a long way. Am I right? 
Like right. it show it just looks like a little bit in the Diva Cup, but when it's on things, it looks like a massacre. Yeah. So I I mean I, I, I'm into that. And I've never been eaten out on my period, but I'm kinda curious to see what that would be like. Uh, I'm not available right now, so just letting you know. But um So don't call me. So don't come up to me after the show and be like, Can I eat you out on your period? Because that happens to every I goddamn do show. I just kind of want to see what that looks like facially. Like, I just kind of want to see what it looks like to be, you know, well, be consumed. I do, ha- you know, and thanks for bringing this up, Brady, because, I, again, with the whole thing, I don't understand how why clothes are a thing. I don't understand. I d- I've never understood why someone gets turned off by having sex while someone's on their period. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're willing to get covered, your, your dick or whatever, your hand or whatever, or your strap on, whatever, covered in pussy juice. Why the fuck does it matter if that pussy juice is also extra wet with blood? Like, that doesn't... It's not going to get into your pee-pee hole and, like, turn you into a fucking werewolf or something. I don't, like, you know what I mean? I don't... I don't know. It might. But, like, it's not that weird. It's just, like, extra lubrication. Yeah. It depends on what kind of fetishes you're into, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Well, buying new, buy new towels Navy is not. Sheets. Cold water. Cold water gets rid of all blood. That's Actually, you know what apparently gets rid of blood? No joke. What? Spit. Yeah, your own oh. spit will get rid of your own blood. Again, guys, the I spit thing is so fucking hot, so cool, so practical. Get yeah. into it. Spit on your partner right in their mouth. But only with consent. I don't know. It's so funny that I find, like, you know, blowjobs just kind of, like, not as intimate as I, as I find, say, having sex on your period. I find that incredibly intimate. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do. Like, like, I, like as in something that, you know, obviously you've been married for a long time. Yeah. You've got kids. and yeah. But, like, s- s- as in something that you wouldn't do on, like, a one-night stand kind of thing? No. No, probably not on a one night stand. No, but interesting. Yeah, but it feels like I don't know. There feel it's. it's I know. I don't know why, but it just feels sort of sacred. Like something I want to share with someone in a really like doing. It's right. almost like ceremonial or something. Like I, I just find it. Becca felt Becca felt that, felt that way about showering with someone. It was like a really big deal. And huh. when we took a shower together, it was like a yeah, this like sacred sort of experience. Wow. Do you have any? I don't. Ha- I don't think I have anything like that. That's kind of sacred. Mm. I'll think about it. it. Do you have one? Um, not off the top of my head. Getting a, getting a rim job. <laughs> getting a like, rim job. That's mine. I'm Having like, someone lick my butt. It's you got. I gotta love you. Uh, okay. Well, I'm not gonna lick someone's butt for sure unless I love them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we, whoever can lick my butt, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I'm the reverse. I'm like, I'll lick anyone's asshole, but you can't lick mine unless I'm deeply in love with you. You know, I had the like whole breastfeeding fantasy for a little while. I've never had babies, but I'd just be like, for a while, I was like, well, I was uh, going through a little bit of a slutty phase, and I was just like, well, I'll have sex with anybody, and I'll just, even if it's really bad, I'll just be like, well, you need me. I'm providing life to the planet, so you can like, Suck you know, I'm, I'm just like, here you go, just take it. You know, you're breastfeeding, or you're like eating me out, and I'm providing like essential fluids for the ongoing creation of humanity it doesn't matter if I have my own but you know just whatever take it from me I'll just lay back 
back and enjoy it and pretend that I have a whole lineup of men just like doing their thing and I'm just waiting to be pleased and this is my job all day. And then, <laughs> and then I go home and I have some wine and I watch TV and I'm like, oh, well, that was, uh, I did my job today. I fed humanity and, um, and I'm done. Terry, you're beautiful. Oh my God, I have taught you well. <laughs> you did. Uh, oh God! You were saying you don't you don't really you, you don't really have any kinks. Um, well, no, but it's funny when you mention that. I once saw a, a porno where this woman was was having sex with with many men, and I and I, do you remember the story of O? Do you have you ever read it? You haven't read a whole lot of erotic novels. Uh, no. Uh, oh, is that the one where they're like, uh, and I was jacking off in the woods, <laughs> and then uh, I forget the second chapter, but like it started off that way. That's as far as he got. That's is that it. that one? Yeah. No, but so the, anyway, I, I I loved I loved the idea of um, and and this is these are just like my own internal fantasies because I always found my own internal fantasies usually worked out a lot better than doing things in reality. <laughs> but I love the idea of having I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. I've never spoken of this, but yes. this is a moment. I've of like having like five or six men just like just blindfolded. Yeah. In front of me, and me being able to do whatever I want to them, <laughs> just like whatever they're all off. naked, and I can just, and they're all just like so excited and can't wait for me to get to them. And it's are like, their hands tied behind their back? Because I think I've had that same dream. Really? No, no, <laughs> no? no. Mine can totally can do anything. They but they're but they're okay. blindfolded and they're they're good to go. Okay, great. Yeah. So I, th- that's kind of, but I'm in control. So I, that's definitely a, fan- a fantasy that I've had that I really there like. you go. Yeah. Um, I I did like it when I was pregnant, and and Ted was like super psyched about my breast milk that was that was always fun yes, he would just dude, be yeah. like give me some of that and he's just like <laughs> go crazy i do have to say i do have That's to say really good it, re- it is really good Ted, On- you're a vegan i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's true that is an exception that he made for the breast milk <laughs> On a, so i host this other had to i host this other podcast called sick boy podcast and uh we talk to people who are like who are sick generally but we 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 brought this woman in to talk about uh what were we talking to her about (laughs) for some reason we're talking about breast i think we were just talking about breastfeeding i really don't know or is that oh no no no. it's about pregnancy and like it was just about like giving birth and like how crazy that is as a thing that we do as humans and she she donates breast milk Awesome. To women who can't breastfeed. Yeah, like a wet nurse. Yeah, she's yeah. a wet nurse. And I feel like it's like kind of illegal. Like it's sort of like under the table, like I've got some breast milk for you. Don't tell anyone. A boob legger. Give it to your Yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So she brought she brought to the recording studio a a whole bottle of breast milk and and we each took like a swig of her breast milk. Wow. Now she's donating the shit, so everything was checked. Everything was good. All right, it was all it was all good, and it was all good. Like man, you want to talk about some like delicious drink? Sweet. sweet. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 I mean, you make some breast milk ice cream. You're not gonna be able to tell the difference between some like uh, you make some you make some breast milk uh, 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 upstreet craft brewing soda. Come on. That shit will sell like hotcakes. Oh my god. You hear that, Mikey? I'm telling you right now. Breast milk soda. Get on it. If I can make all the money. But you know, but breast milk is also incredibly lubricating. And so if you like 
get it all over you and then like lean into each other and like make love and you're just covered in breast milk. It's like super slippery and wonderful. I am so into this. Yes. It's God, I hope, I hope someone who can make it's either funny. you or Becca pregnant get you pregnant soon. Yeah, because you're like super sterile. I am so yeah, not able to do not. that. Tara, this was really fun. It was really fun. This really was, a, this. yeah, this was very sweet. Uh, it was not nearly as incestuous as I was expecting it to get. Oh yeah, should maybe we go further? Is there, is there more? Maybe a little. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoy this. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> and. I want to I want to give a huge shout out to uh, Upstreet Craft yeah. Brewery, hosting our first live PEI show. I mean, Upstreet, uh, this is the second time that that I've had the opportunity to uh, host a a podcast here, and I love their fucking beer. I wish you guys were in Halifax. I know we got a good robot over there, but. I don't know. Just get Not your butts over there and, and, and move right in next to Good Robot because I think it would be amazing. Uh, thank you all so much for coming out. Yay! And thank you to the people that came out that have listened to us before and the people that had no idea what the fuck they were in for. I hope you enjoyed it. I really do. Um, and the people every- who have listened before, though, they know that... Can we let them finish the episode? Yeah. Can we let them finish it? Are we ready to end? Yeah, let's... Yeah. All right. So um, until next week... And- Go fuck yourself! Yes! Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.